This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Over the next few days, we're going to be talking about singleness. So our question today, Pastor Michael, is what does the Bible say about singleness? I'm so thankful for this question specifically because um, there are so many men and women students that are single and are wrestling through this and uh, I want to just I want to start off before we answer this question and say if you are single um, you are especially if you're a Christian you're living in a culture that is lying to you about the purpose of singleness about why God might allow ordain or permit this season um, of your life and so um, what we want to do is is we want to help every person who is married or single think and live biblically. That is our that is our goal. And so if you're single, um, you might be engaged. You're still single technically because you're not married. And when we really talk about singleness here, I'm going to talk about um, anything outside of marriage. And um, so what I want what I want to do is just take a moment and I want to I want to share with you what the Bible says about this because it is direct. And I love how the Bible just directly goes after how Christians should think and live in this. Uh, about this um, idea of singleness. So the Bible specifically has seven things. I want to go through these. And um, the first thing um, that we see right at the beginning of the Bible is this fact. Singleness is hard. I have yet to talk to somebody who is single who said, "Ah, it's just really easy, you know. Um, Usually um, it takes a lot of work uh, and struggle to get to the point where singleness becomes easier. And so this comes from um, all the way back in the garden, Genesis 2.18. It says this, the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. So context, um, this is a world without sin. Adam is walking with God and yet something is missing. And so people will say, um, Jesus is more than enough. Like if you have Jesus, that's all you need. And in one sense, that's absolutely true. But what it doesn't always take into consideration is that God has created man and woman with an internal drive and desire for marriage because marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. So God has put inside of every man a desire, a subconscious to say innate desire that propels us to get married um, so that we have micro gospel pictures all over the world in every culture. So, um, So here's the reality is even Adam walking with God, it still was not good. Um, God wanted, God realized that Adam needed a helper. And so as we say this, um, singleness is hard. And some singles feel like their discontent is sinful. And I would say your discontent is natural and it's understandable. Um, And because of sin in this world, because this world is not the way it should be, nothing is ideal, um, there are some um, things that we have to go through that are just flat out difficult. And so I would look at the single person and say, singleness is hard, and that's okay. And God has made it to be hard because there is something uh, that he has wired inside of us that makes us want marriage. And so to say no to that innate um, movement inside of us, it's just hard. Um, But it does not mean that we cannot thrive and bring God much glory in singleness, even though um, it is hard. Number two, marriage is about Christ in the church, and I want you to hear this, it is temporary. 
So in Luke chapter 20, verse 34, it says this, uh, Jesus said to them, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, and they cannot die anymore because they are equal to angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. And so we just talked about how God made marriage and put an impulse in each of us to get married. But we need to understand that um, this impulse dies with the resurrection. Uh, it goes away. So mm -hmm. if you're single, some of you might be thinking, you know, I'm going to be married forever in marriage ends with death. There is no marriage in the new heaven and the new earth. And that marriage is just simply a shadow that points to a greater reality. And um, and so I, I say this because I want to take out of people's minds the category um, that in heaven, some people will be married and some people will be single and you'll be consigned to this life of singleness and feel like a third wheel for all of eternity. No, in eternity, everybody will be functionally single. Number three, um, and this will be hard for some people, but we have to think biblically when we think about this. Singleness is a gift, not a curse. Okay, Michael, where is that from? First Corinthians chapter seven. I want to encourage anybody who's single, you should study and know First Corinthians seven like the back of your hand. Great passage. Awesome passage. And so here's what he says, Paul, now as a concession, not a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am, which is single. single, but each has his own gift from God. And in the context, marriage is a gift and singleness is a gift. Both of these are opportunities given to us by God to bring him much glory. One of one kind and one of another to the unmarried and the widows. I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am, but if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. So basically if you're single or if you're a widow, um, the ideal would be that you could stay single. And he explains why. Um, but if you want to marry, you can, and that's okay. It's understandable. We get that. And then he goes on and says, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. And so I want every single person who is single to be able to say this. I'm not single because of sin. I'm single because of God's will. I'm not single because I'm unattractive. I'm single because it's God's will. I'm not single because I go to the wrong church. I'm single because it's God's will. And this gift is a gift that some people he gives for their whole life, and some people he gives this gift um, just for um, a season. And so singleness is a gift given to us. Therefore, it is a stewardship. We are given it by God, and we are obligated and have the opportunity to steward this gift in this season um, to the glory of God. I look back at my personal single life, and um, I think on some level I used it for the glory of God, but man, I wish I could go back and talk to single Michael and say, here's how you can redeem this mm -hmm. season. Paul talks about being married, takes up a lot of time. <laughs> can mm -hmm. I get an amen on that mm -hmm. one? And um, single people objectively have more time. Parents without kids objectively have more time. That's right. And uh, and so there is much, much to be done for the kingdom. And um, so you know what I want to do, Pastor Tim? I want to maybe pause and answer the rest of this in a podcast tomorrow. We will bait our listeners and say, hey, come back tomorrow. We're gonna to talk about four more aspects of singleness. Otherwise, this podcast could be going like 20 minutes long. Sounds like a great place to stop and awesome. a great place to start tomorrow.
Listeners, please join us tomorrow when Michael finishes answering this question by giving us four more reasons why singleness is a gift from God. You can also submit your questions to our podcast by visiting our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A Podcast Question. See you tomorrow.